Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, Max Rowe Brown. How are you doing, Max? Hello, Jack. Yeah, very good. Thank you. How are you? Not too bad. And Ross Legg. How are you doing, Ross? Marvellous. Thank you, mate. Uh, how are you? I've just said I, I, I'm good. Um. <laughs> no, nothing has changed in the last five seconds. That's well, talk, talking, to Ma- talking to Max could do silly things to you. <laughs> um, this week on the Cricket Podcast, we will be looking forward to the third test of the Australia v India series. At the moment, it's poised quite delicately, delicately at one all, um, and things should get exciting in Sydney. Um, in addition to that, there has been some cricket taking place elsewhere in the world. New Zealand uh, taking on Pakistan as we speak and look like they're on the verge of victory. And South Africa have once again overcome Sri Lanka. Then, to wrap things up, we will be talking England. We haven't spoken about England for a little while on the show, and Max has collated all of the England tidbits, as he calls them, uh, for, for us to uh, talk through on, on the final third. Before we get into all of that, though, fellas, um, this week, despite Boris Johnson's inspired leadership in the United Kingdom, we are back into a strict lockdown. So my uh, tangentially cricket-related question uh, on that is, which two cricketers would you choose to spend lockdown with max why don't you go first well the first uh the first cricketer for me i think is going to be chris gale because anyone who allegedly has a nightclub in his house is probably a good laugh and um to i think uh to go along with that quite nicely uh i would i would bring alex hales as he can he can supply <laughs> some uh some extra fun boom boom for max you would die in that scenario <laughs> oh, that's too much partying you couldn't. Uh, this is this is going to go on for six weeks. You want six weeks of of strippers and Alex Hales. That's that's got that's got protocol breach written all over it, Max. 
There are definitely laws being broken there, my friend. Uh, well, they've been broken by me. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> Absolved. Uh, I've gone a little bit differently. Um, I've gone that I want to protect myself here and also go for well-being. Um, so Mahindra Singh Dhoni, due to his army experience, he's going to fight the virus. <laughs> Instantly good. And he also likes wearing gloves, doesn't he? So that's a good thing. Um, and then Paul Collingwood, who I imagine is a good laugh, will keep you fit. I reckon he loves a beer, and he's going to be full of good stories. That's the two I'd go for. He catches everything, though. Oh. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> let's move, let's move on point. from Max's I, fun. That, no, I think that was a good... That was a, he, he, has, he has exposed the weakness in your plan there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, if, if the world found out, and presumably they would, because Mahindra Singh Dhoni is one of the most famous people in the world, that he was isolating or, or lockdowning with you, do you not think... That um, the 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 global eye being on on your actions would 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 be a little bit stressful over six weeks. No, I reckon I'd be I reckon it'd be fine actually. I reckon Mahindra Singh Dhoni likes to put his feet up. Likes to keep a low profile. I reckon. So uh, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, Max, talking about catching things. There's so many surfaces in your environment <laughs> that could easily have all kinds of things over them, and probably some bodily fluids as well. <laughs> Um, well, uh, Jack, what about you? I've gone. Um, I've gone for what I know, and uh, and something else. I'll start with the with I think the obvious one. Chris Nash would be in my um, lockdown. We spoke to him on happen. the we we spoke to him on the cricket podcast. I think of the guests that I've spoken to, he's the person I would most like to spend an extended period of time with. Um, he seems to not take himself too seriously. He's quite funny. Um, so he would be he would be number one, and then I thought about people that work well with other people, and obviously you get in cricket you've got batting partnerships, but you also have bowling partnerships, and so I've gone for one of the 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 two from probably the greatest opening partnership of all time, uh, Kurtley Ambrose. Um, he has now retired from cricket, and I think he's, he he seems like a fairly laid back chap. Uh, also likes his music, can play an instrument, so he, he'd be able to attend. Uh, be, he'd be able to entertain me and Chris over the next six weeks. Uh, what do you think of that, fellas? That's, uh, that's a, a, <laughs> a very sensible and uh, measured answer that you've gone for there, Jack, which is uh, somewhat surprising. I think that because I, I would enjoy six weeks with Chris Nash and, and Kurtley Ambrose, in all seriousness. <laughs> and, and I think Kurtley and I think Chris probably would too. Um, First Chris, name Chris. terms already. Chris does Going sometimes well. listen to the podcast, so Chris, if you are looking for a new housemate, I have a vacancy coming up where I am. Um, and, <laughs> that is true, actually. <laughs> do do get in touch. Um, <laughs> right, Ross, should we um, move on with the rest of the podcast after whatever you need to tell our listeners? Yep, you should follow us on all podcast platforms, leave us a review and we will read it out. Um, and also follow us on our social media sites, which is at the Cricket Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Excellent. We'll take a short break and then we'll be right back with Australia v India. There's 335 to win for India and then came the near unbelievable part. Sunil Gavaskar batted through 60 overs and made 36 not out. I've never seen anything quite like it in a limited overs game before or since that day. It was almost as though they were having batting practice, either that or playing for a draw. England won the match by 202 runs. 
Yeah, so let's kick off with Australia versus India and the tour that keeps on giving. It is uh, 1-1 in the latest test series and the third match kicks off tomorrow. Um, but first, let's play fan favourite game, Where's Rohit? Um, Max, you'll be happy to know that he landed safely in Australia. Good, um, good. He's, he's, he's completed his 14-day quarantine. Right <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, on the successful nature of him completing that quarantine, he was named vice-captain of the Indian test side. Very good. That's been a good that's, week. That's a, that's a good carrot, isn't it? That I think if you stay in quarantine for 14 days, you're going to be the vice-captain of your country. Yeah. That's a pretty good pretty good deal from India. Well played them. Um, he's then gone out for dinner in Melbourne with the lads, and it's caused all kinds of trouble. Um he, along with Pant, Gill, Shaw and Saini, um, have then had to quarantine and return a negative test. So it's, he's still, he's still, we still know where he is, which is important. Um, and he's now training again after all of that and he's set to play in the third test at the SCG. Um, I want to go straight into the dinner part because we need to assign some blame. And we like to do that on this podcast. Um, first and foremost, who do you think I'm going to blame for this? Rohit, surely. Jack, who do you think I'm going to blame? Uh, I think you're going to blame whoever took a photo of them because really it wasn't that big a deal, was it? I mean, the restaurant was open. They went out. They had dinner. Um, they came home. No one was sick. <laughs> yeah, and look, and look that, that, that's the that's what this podcast brings. Max following the rules <laughs> and instantly going to chastise someone, and then Jack going, "No, it's the grass. It's the bloody grass." And you're, you're completely right, Jack. It is the super fan being dumped. Um, Navel deep. Naval Deep Singh is to blame. He took pictures and videos of the lads enjoying a Chinese meal, paid for their bill before they realised, which I found very strange. Did he? Uh, yep. Posted up on social media um, and then claimed that Pan had hugged him, which is a massive protocol breach anywhere from either the 1.5 social distancing as well as the cricket uh, protocols, um, which he then retracted and said was a lie. Um, this guy is an idiot. He's not a super fan. He's a rat. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay, I, I retract uh, what I said earlier. I, I am now firmly in your camp. Snitches get stitches. Rohit needs ex- to send the boys round. <laughs> ex- exactly that. Exactly that. And um, I just don't really understand what he tried to get out of this. Because, one, why pick up the bill for, what he said, his superstars? Like, I, don't, I, I don't think I'd ever do If I saw Ian Bell, Jonathan Trott, Alistair Cook and Strauss just kind of hanging out at a Chinese place. I'm not going to go and pick up their bill. Max, would you do that? No, I might see if they want to cover mine. Yeah, they're the rich ones here. Rohit Sharma is the captain. Direction. Is the captain of the team that won the 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 well the pro rata or I think the second most well paid pro rata tournament in the world in the IPL. He's he's won it he's won it five times. Yeah, well, I mean, the, you don't get more money each time you win it, but I think we can extrapolate from the fact that he's a key player in the best team in the best-paid league in cricket, uh, and yeah, one of the best-paid leagues. He can afford 100, 100 Aussie dollars. That's like Chinese. 35 quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so this this guy, as I said, he's an idiot. He's, he's gloating over picking up that bill, which I think is pathetic. Um, and he's also lying. This guy deserves all the ridicule he possibly can get. Well, you know he was lying about Pant. Do you reckon he mm-hmm. lied about the bill as well? Well... Because uh, it, it looks like a pretty small bill for a group of five elite sportsmen. I mean, I mean, it's also a small bill for Rohit Sharma, personally. <laughs> if, we're, if we're being perfectly honest, aren't we? Right, so uh, we, we've blamed um, the, the guy, the superfan. Uh, yep. Are there going to be any implications from this, or, or is it a storm in a teacup to get us through the new year? 
So I I, th- I think it was I think it was just that I think this this guy's got a bit of press the press are a bit bored they've jumped on it because they thought there was a big story here um, they've since had negative COVID tests and it's kind of it's back on uh, the whole thing is back on so uh, let's move on from um, Naval Deep's more kind of moment in the sun um, and back to the cricket uh, Shara is expected to play at the SCG tomorrow um, he's not played Test cricket in a year. Um, or any cricket since the IPL final. So, uh, how do you think he's going to get on, lads? Probably hundred or fifty balls. <laughs> the uh, the the India team say he looks very good in the nets against Bumrah, and I think if you look good in the nets against Bumrah, you can probably do a job for most um, international teams, can't you? I mean, well, James it, James Vince looks good in the nets against Anderson. Doesn't mean it's going to go very well. Does he look good in the nets against Anderson? Is that is that a documented fact that we have? Because we've got documented facts that Rohit Sharma looks good in the nets against Bumrah. No slips in the nets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I mean, like probably he'll be, he'll be all right, won't he? But it's cricket, well, so he might not be. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, so his last um, his last few test scores have included scores of 176, 127, 212 from his last six games. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's all right. Mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, so you could say he's in form. Yeah, who who drops out for Sharma? I think is the bigger question. Isn't so, uh, Rahul injured? So Rahul, but he didn't play in the first test or the second oh, test. Right. So it's is it between Agarwal and Gill to play? Yeah. Um, tomorrow. Yeah, so I I, I believe it is uh, is going to be Agarwal actually, who's um, had a bit of a tough time opening up. Um, not really hit too many runs. Um, so I think that that will be the change that they do. Uh, interestingly. Rohit Sharma's never actually opened in Test cricket away from home, hmm. um, so he so he might you might see um, Vihari open up. Um, I was reading on Cricket Info earlier, and uh, Rohit down at kind of five or six, um, especially as he's not played any cricket. He could he could have found his hands though. He's been in yeah. his hotel room. He could have done a Steve Smith and I don't know shadow batted his way into form. Yeah, not much else to do Steve in your Smith. hotel room, is there? Apart from find your hands. After Steve Smith found his hands, he's then lost his hands again, though, hasn't he? So, yeah, Ashwin nicked him. The one-time finding of the hands does not mean that that you will be in possession of the hands forever. Um, oh, is it, is it, is, it a con- is, is that a constant life thing? You're always looking for your hands. Yeah, they're like your keys. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I, I, I think. Um, I think they're still. I mean, this illustrates uh, a little bit why I think there are probably some question marks around this India batting lineup, particularly away from home. Um, the fact that they don't really know the day before, and none of us really know who will drop out, who will bat where, why they'll bat in the places they'll be batting, um, and and whether any of it's going to work. Uh, is that is that fair? Yeah, but that's also the beauty of this India team, right? We, we, we get a lot of content out of Indian cricket because it is like this. <laughs> and I, I, th- I think that's a really thing that we should celebrate. Um, we, we still haven't nailed down the team because they need to replace Umesh Yadav as well. So yeah, he went out. Choices there. He was injured in the second test, wasn't he? In the, in the second innings, he bowled a couple of overs, then just sort of walked off with a knee injury, maybe. Yeah, so he's uh, he's out for the rest of the tour. Um, so they've got three options there. They've got um, Saini, who is the quickest of the three, um, Thaka and Natarajan. So Natarajan has been added to the Test squad. What a what a rise he's had in the last couple of years. Yeah, I saw he uh, he tweeted that on on well, obviously on Twitter, uh, a picture of him in his white <laughs> jersey. Uh, Ross, have you got any intel on who will be stepping in uh, to replace um, Umesh Yadav? So no, I've. I do find uh, that picture wound me up a little bit. If I'm perfectly honest, I quite like Natarajan. 
I think he's a great cricketer. Um, but it's like that bit where if you play amateur cricket in any level, and someone who's played in oh, like one of the, one of the kids that you play with, um, like one of the Colts who's played for like Northern Knights or a representative side or a Sussex side once or twice, has some kit and then wears it to every single training session afterwards. What are you suggesting kind of he did? What are you suggesting that he did? That he I've... just wore plain whites or or it's he wore slightly his club different. shirt? It's slightly different when you're actually in the Indian national team. <laughs> yeah, this is... I, 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 I think when I think if you haven't made your debut, you're exactly the same as everybody else wearing an India test top. If I'm perfectly honest, I, th- I feel, I feel like there's got to be a grey area harsh. in the middle. That's a binary. You're you're presenting a binary world and. <laughs> Uh, and we don't live in a binary world, Ross. There's, there's, well, I, it's a sliding scale on everything. Sexuality, well, I, I he, he, how close you are to the India team, sliding scale. <laughs> how close you are to finding your hands, <laughs> who knows? Um, but I, I just think it's jumping the gun a little bit. If, if, he, if, he gets, if he gets named as the player who's going to replace him, then fine. The picture is fine. If he knows something that we don't, it's fine. I just think it's a little bit, um, yeah, if I, tempting fate in, in the wrong way. Um, but anyway... Uh, they're going to pick one of those three. Um, interesting. I, I don't think that Thakar is going to be picked. I think they'll probably go for Saini or Natarajan. Um, but it's quite interesting because Saini is the quickest out of all, as I mentioned. And Australia have actually a pair of opening batsmen who could both be new to the crease. So um, David Warner and Will Pukowski, um both in line. And the questions that we raised about Rohit's kind of match readiness also apply to these two. Um if India have some kind of tactic where they want to bounce Will Pukowski with his to give him his tenth concussion, Saini might be the better option. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about David Warner and Will Pukowski. Uh, Dave is being rushed back, as far as I can see. Um, there remains limited movement in his groin, um, which I found a bit <laughs> weird a, to announce. It's an two interesting, days. Uh, yeah, interesting it's, thing to put out there. It's, it's, yes, it's weird to announce two days before a test match that there is limited movement in David Warner's groin, isn't it? What does Mrs. Warner think about this? <laughs> I don't know, we reached out for comment and she just didn't <laughs> respond. Um, and I think from his his stand, he stands at what four foot eight, David Warner, I, four foot nine. I think um, I think that's with his heels on. But that, that yeah, is, let's, yeah, let's just round up. So, so the front foot lunges for him to get—they're important for Dave Warner. They are important for him to do. So he needs to. Have more front foot lunges and have better flexibility in his groin. Um, otherwise, that's going to be a major weakness for him, and the Indian bowlers could well target it. Um, he also hasn't played Test cricket in over twelve months. Really? I, well, I mean, there has been a, a, a global pandemic, and England is the only Northern Hemisphere team, or, or one of the only Northern Hemisphere teams. There aren't that many uh, touring destinations for 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 teams um, anyway. No, I'm, I, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't think it's really that much of a point that he hasn't played. He'll have been, he'll have been in a bubble practicing cricket almost constantly for for like eight months now since the beginning. Uh, so this is the uh, thing, Jack. Nothing replaces time in the middle, as we all know. Um, is it desperation or do you think he's ready? Is it all kind of smoke and mirrors from the Australians? They didn't pick him in the second test. Do you think he's going to come back and be the David Warner we all love to hate? So here's the he thing. He doesn't need to be, does he? Well, yeah, I mean, I also, I would challenge anyone who says you need time in the middle because it's not, I, I, I just don't see how that can be true. Um, otherwise, every time any team started like a, 
a new series or whatever, they'd all be crap at the beginning. And that's not what happens. Well, see see England, West Indies, see England in Sri Lanka in a couple of weeks. It's going to be like that. Uh, Yeah, but that's different conditions. I mean, at home, Dave Warner has 18 centuries. That's the same as Donald Bradman. There are only two players with more centuries than than Dave Warner in Australia. Can you name them quickly, fellas? Steve Uh, Smith? No. It's Ponting and Hayden. Hayden. (laughs) Ponting and Hayden. He averages 66 at home. Uh, he'll have been practicing, even if he can't run. Um, he had a reasonable IPL. He's played competitive cricket recently enough that I don't think there'll be any issues there. It's um, it's not football in that you don't need uh, amazing match conditioning to compete at the highest level um, if you have the skills, which he clearly does. I think like it's a no-brainer that Warner should come in. Maybe he won't be able to take as many quick singles as, as he would like to. Maybe they'll have to be a little bit watchful there but I, I don't really see it being a problem to be honest and yeah. I think it's an absolute no-brainer I mean Joe Burns in world cricket is one of the worst players at the moment I mean like he doesn't have the game to play international cricket as things currently stand Dave Warner replacing him is like swapping out one of the world's worst players for maybe the best player in that position for those conditions it's a, yeah like you, Dave you, Warner at 40% is still an upgrade <laughs> It's so clear. It's, yeah, I mean, it's 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 so obviously the thing that they should do, um, smoke and mirrors or not, and 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 and, and this nonsense about time in the middle or not. It's it's a uh, it's a hand-eye coordination game, and he has nets. He'll be all right. Fair enough. Um, Pukowski has been cleared by two neurologists, so that's, that's what you want when you're going into a cricket game that you have two neurologists who come back and give you the old green light. Um, and Justin Langer has come out like any good kind of Don King, the boxing manager, would do, and declared another concussion, which would be his, would be his tenth. Um, he's got the evidence that he doesn't have anything to worry about too much long term. So that's good from Dr. Langer, isn't it? Um, if he is drafted in, Wade is probably done enough to move down the order, and that means that Travis Head, who we chastised on the podcast last week, Jack, um, would drop out. Um, He's also been dubbed a bit of a prodigy, this guy, along with Cameron Green. Um, what what are your thoughts on uh, him joining the setup? I think it's been inevitable for a while that he would he would get a go. Um, mm-hmm. On Langer's point, Doc, Dr. Langer, um, medicos is what he called the doctors. I've never <laughs> heard anyone called doctors medicos. Medics, yeah. <laughs> the medical guys, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> the medical team, medicos. Uh, I'm not sure what I thought about that. Max, you're the wordsmith. What's a medico? I think it's a made-up word. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Are you Used excited? Are you excited to see Will Pukowski, Max? Yeah, definitely. I think. Well, it's it's a real shame that he didn't get a chance in the first two games because I think it's pretty nailed on that he would have been in there ahead of. Uh, well, he was, I think nailed on he would have been in there ahead of Joe Burns in the second test after Joe Burns failed in the first one, and. Um, Bearing in mind the the two double centuries he hit in the um, first few rounds of the Sheffield Shield, mm. so he's been biding his time with uh, his head in an ice bucket, and uh, hopefully he can come and <laughs> come and uh, show everyone what he can do. Well, we, we can look we can look forward to that. Um, I we, we've kind of said that um, in terms of predictions last week that we'll probably see Australia claim this one. Are you still in that zone, or are you thinking that um, India could spring a surprise? I don't really see, I mean, I, I said this before the second test, I don't really see what, what India have got that should overly threaten Australia. I mean, obviously, 
That comes with the caveat that not really any of the Australians are batting very well at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, do they have what do they have? Two fifties in the whole series, one by Tim Payne and one by uh, Joe Burns. Actually, so <laughs> um, he's back back in the BBL now, uh, and, and, and as I said a minute ago, maybe one of the worst batters in in world cricket as things stand, or international <laughs> cricket as things stand. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I, I I think the disruption to the Indian bowling team and the batting lineup probably offsets the questions around Australia. I'm still, I'm still back in Australia here. Yeah, well, if you think uh, their their bowling lineup is going to have Ashwin, going to have Jadeja and Bumrah, but Siraj has played next to no Test cricket, and whoever comes in to replace uh, Yadav has also played next to no Test cricket. I mean, luckily they do have Bumrah and Ashwin backing them up. It's not. Yeah. It's not. But listen, this is, this is Test cricket. It is India. They're going to have some gun players, aren't they? It's, no, they're not, not going to turn up with no, a bunch sure. of farmers. But I mean, and the guys who are stepping in, we've we've seen a lot of them in um in the IPL. They're not mugs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, India will obviously have a chance because, uh, mainly because, uh, I mean, largely because they have Bumrah, who's the best bowler in the world, and and has and could do again or could again. Um, bowl that Australia team out fairly cheaply and Ashwin similarly is best spinner in the world and has mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't even really bowl off spin anymore does he that's that would be I saw a stat Crickviz did it before the uh, series took place and they they questioned uh, how effective Ashwin would be um, because off spinners traditionally in Australia or certainly in the last decade have really struggled um, the only I mean Lyon obviously has bowled quite well Swan had an okay tour one okay tour Almost every off-spinner has averaged over 50. It's been an absolute graveyard. Um, mm. But Ashwin doesn't just bowl off-spin, does he? He bowls about eight no. different types of delivery. <laughs> um, so he, he... At 15 different speeds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he's, um, he's found something that works for him. And it mainly seems to be, bold, to be just bowling at the stumps. Um, like really quite straight. It's almost it's almost similar to, to a T20 line in the you're uh, kind of expecting the batsman to play and um and, and, and the trick is to sneak a variation past them as you say max with one of the 15 speeds or three different types <laughs> of spin i think uh, was- india must have been watching a bit of uh, i don't like cricket club as well with the uh, the snaffles down the leg side yeah, leg gully, leg slip, yeah. beautiful things to see. And it, I think it also helps that Ashwin kind of has the wood over Steve Smith a little bit. He always seems to get him out. And always. I think Warner as well. I think he's mm. I think he's bowled well against Warner in the past. So Max, where do you sit? Typically on the fence, you're going for a draw. Oh, I think Australia will win because I think ultimately Australia's team is being strengthened and India's arguably slightly weaker. Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, before we move on, uh, there has been a bit more drama on the tour with rumours that the Indian players would boycott the final test in Brisbane, um, and this is due to them going to have to be in strict quarantine around their hotel, um, which I assume they were in anyway, but it's been a bit more lax than this one. Um, no more Chinese food for Rohit. Um, but the Aussie and India, and I'll go for a Justin Langer thing here, um, Cricklomats, instead of Diplomats, oh. uh, saying it's made up and it's a storm in a teacup um, and it should all be okay. Well, they just spent like two and a half months in the UAE in a lockdown. So There's a conspiracy theory, isn't there, that it's India... <laughs> trying to avoid playing at the Gabba where they always lose. <laughs> does, does everyone, everyone always, always loses there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, but there, there is a conspiracy theory going around that that's actually what's happening. Um, you want to be you, careful with what you read, Jack. 
Have you got any There's sources a few conspiracy on theories around at the moment? <laughs> and I wouldn't pay any attention to them. Uh, well, uh, if there's not anything else, lads, on I've said lads about 50 times so far on this podcast, so apologies. Um, shall we move on to the next set of test matches? Just a couple of things. Um, Nathan Lyon telling the, the Indians to get on with it, basically, was, was classic Nathan Lyon. Um, yep. And, yep. and we should, we should uh, highlight that um, because... That's important. That's what we do. Um, also, the crowd's been cut, hasn't it, at the at the SCG? Yes. So it was going to be fifty percent. It's now going to be twenty five percent. And I think the the mayor of Sydney or something like that has threatened to fine people from certain districts if they turn up. Oh right. Yeah. Well, it's still mad that they're still going to put twenty five percent of the capacity in the stadium, especially when there's been apparent outbreak in Sydney. So yeah, we don't we don't we don't make the rules, eh, Max? <laughs> no, we just follow them to the letter. <laughs> right, let's have a quick break and then we'll come back with New Zealand versus Pakistan. We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. So should we talk about the cricket which actually is taking place, boys? Yep, let's do it. Where, where would you like to go first? If you, I mean, we're in lockdown. Why don't we, uh, we, do, we do some magical thinking? Uh, is it Josie Mourinho who said magical thinking? Um, some football manager. I, I like it. It's a good phrase, magical thinking. We're going to do some magical thinking now. and We're going to go on holiday to either New Zealand or South Africa. Where would you like to go first, Max? Uh, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Let's go there. Okay, New Zealand. Well, in New Zealand at the moment, the New Zealand cricket team are taking on the Pakistani cricket team. Um, so we would like to have podcast once this game is over, officially. Um, but I think I think we can talk about it like it's over, um, in air quotes, unofficially. Uh, because it is over. <laughs> this game is, is dead. Um, it's taking place, uh, the, or the last rights of the match will be taking place at Christchurch. Christchurch's Hagley Oval. Um, have you have you caught any of this, boys? On about ten o'clock, the first session in the in the UK. Um, all I've seen is a highlights package of Kane Williamson being Kane Williamson. Yeah. yeah likewise. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first observation then, because when you when you watch it live, they the New Zealand commentators they say Hagley a lot, but it sounds in their kind of um, accent a bit like Hadley, and so for about ever uh i thought this was a, a ground named after richard hadley and it's only <laughs> re- researching this particular match that i found out it's not Hag- i don't know who hagley is or where it is or what it is but it's um the hagley oval um so that's that's fact one sorted um the tale of the scorecard for the actual cricket so far um pakistan had a reasonable if not particularly awesome first knock and managed to post 297 on day one um, thanks largely to Azar Ali getting a ninety odd, um, which was a, which was a good, a good innings. Um, it wasn't an easy pitch on day one. Um, in reply, New Zealand did what they've done to everybody at home recently, and they they have batted Pakistan out of the game over the course of day two and three. Kane Williamson has notched a, another double ton, his fourth. <laughs> Henry Nichols, one hundred and fifty. And Daryl Mitchell only managed a century. Um, 
But a, a pretty pretty good performance from I think the New Zealand number seven. Yep. Um, as we talk, Pakistan are eight to eight four one with a couple of days left in the game and a three hundred and fifty four run deficit to overcome. Our first point that we, we should talk about. Let's get let's get the um, the the Kane Williams sized Kane Williamson sized elephant in the room out of the room. Is that what you do with a, an elephant in the room? Is that why you address it to get it out? Or do you just I don't know, I think it's it? difficult to get it through the door. I think you just sort of paint it as the same colour as the walls so you can't see it anymore. Is that how you get a white elephant? Yeah. Um, that isn't true. I'll tell you why you get a white elephant later, but let's do a Kane Williamson. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Kane, Kane Williamson, he's pretty good, isn't he, Max? He is uh, exceptional. Do, do you base your appearance on what Kane Williamson looks like, Max? I bit? wish. <laughs> I just, I just, we're locked down again, so what's the point in shaving? I thought it was like an homage to Kane Williamson. No, I do that with my batting. Ah, oh, nice. Very well played. Uh, so, yeah, talk about Kane Williamson, Jack. Give, give, it, give well, me some numbers. Uh, what do... You two are the ones that have watched the whole highlight package. Um, in Kane Williamson terms, how would you rate this particular innings? Uh, it is, you know, you know when Steve Smith batted against England and looked like England could bowl forever at him and we'd never get him out? Yeah. That's exactly what Kane Williamson looks like right now. He is hitting the ball all over the place. He is seeing it along the floor, and it just—he's just not giving nearly any chances away apart, until he's apart two from the three drops. Williamson is he? The, is he the best in the world? Yes. Yeah. He is in. Okay. Well, that was easy, wasn't he? Why? I mean, is he well, the best? well, statistically, <laughs> statistically speaking, Jack, he is the best in the world. What's well, so, the moment? Sixty-six now. Like, at the moment, he's. You know, he's batting the best in the world. Like Steve Smith's got, you know, been t- tied in knots by Ravi Ashwin and Virat Kohli's being a dad. So, um, yeah, step up Kane. Yeah, well, okay, well, that's that's what he has addressed. Um, I, I, you just triggered something in my mind there, Ross, when you when you mentioned Max's appearance. Um, second, second point from this game, uh, and I, I really should have made notes on this, are New Zealand, although they're the best cricket team in the world at the moment, are they the ugliest cricket team in the world I'm talking visually here well of all their players yeah, their yeah. Is, is if that, you rated so, their players out of 10 and all the other cricketers in the world out of 10 and then you did like an average I, I think New Zealand probably come in at like a 4 it's, it's a bit harsh that you teed this up that Max's appearance no, triggered something that's in your what head triggered and then... Kane Williamson's probably the best looking guy in the team to be honest and, and he looks like he should play a character in Lord of the Rings so. <laughs> he does doesn't he I think more the Hobbit but again, yeah, that, well, that squares with me, doesn't it? So we'll move on <laughs> swiftly. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not one to uh, sit and uh, call someone, say something about someone that they have no impact over, really, do they? So uh, Beauty's yeah, in the eye of the beholder, Jack. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. So yeah, no, 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 no one is sitting there, though, going, oh, I wish I looked like Trent Bolt. Like, no <laughs> one is saying that. Well, I look, I'm oh, on record. I'm on record. I think New Zealand are the, the least attractive cricket team in the world. Uh, anyway, um, have you seen have you seen the guy they've unearthed? So I mean, they have been helped enormously uh, in, in this match by um, by Kyle Jameson, who 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 might actually be the the next best fast bowler in the world. He I, is I so good. I don't think that's too much of an exaggeration. Like he's probably not Bumrah. He's probably not Bumrah, but he's a, he's a, he is a different type of bowler. Not in terms of, but he is like he's the guy who stands at six foot eight. He's like Tremlett, but faster and better. <laughs> yeah, and he 
He's also re- well. He's a really good batsman. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's really good at hitting things. Yeah, he's got. He's just a huge unit. Um, I think if you're going to build the perfect fast bowler, it it would be quite close to him. I think you know he's six foot eight. He bowls about 140 kilometers an hour. So he's not express, but he's he's quick enough. Um, he can move the ball. He's able to get the, the ball to move off the surface, and he can swing it a little bit as well. Uh, he is built like a tank and can bowl all day. He has a deadly bouncer, a good yorker, and is able to hit a length. Uh, and because of his height, every edge carries. Like he never, <laughs> you never see one full shot because he's so he's so large that um, I mean that was one of the probably the one of the the things from the the Williamson innings was that Williamson did actually edge the ball quite a few times, uh, but because of his soft hands and because Pakistan weren't getting that much bounce. It, the the ball's falling short of uh, the, the gully and slips. Doesn't happen with Cole Jameson. He's so big that it doesn't matter how far back the the slips are, how slow the wicket is, the the edge will carry. Um, so I so I must have watched a highlights package that was edited by Kane Williams and himself because like when you hit runs, you never talk about oh I was dropped four times. You never talk <laughs> about that to your friends, do you? You're always in that bit. Yeah, hit a chance as fifty boys. It was absolutely beautiful. Must have seen that. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely think love it. One of the other things about uh, Jameson, he's sometimes you get tall guys in cricket who don't bowl like tall guys. Does that make sense? Suleimani Ben, case in point. Well, <laughs> yeah. Or, or I, I mean, I think the English the English example is Stuart Broad, who because of the bend in his knee and the way he leans over and stuff, uh, even though he's like six foot four or something like that, actually releases the ball. Uh, for about the same height as Kemar Roach, who's like five foot ten or something like that, so it's a, it's a he he's not using his full height. Um, Kyle Jameson, I was watching a side on replay of um, his bouncer to Fawad Alam, which will be the best ball of the year. Like it's there's no one is going to bowl a better ball <laughs> than Jameson's ball to dismiss Fawad Alam. Um, it, it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Um, but that side on, he really he must release the ball from seven and a half foot high, maybe maybe more. Um, yeah, and then it comes in nearly 90 miles an hour and um, causes lots of damage. Uh, we should probably stop it, talking about him now, but anyone anyone what, want to mention anything else about um, Kyle Jameson? I was just going to say, it's, it's quite interesting that they're adopting that tactic. Like England have been trying to find that replacement for Chris Tremlett. Like Chris Tremlett, um, down under, was a force to be reckoned with. He was really, really important when England ret- uh, won the Ashes in Australia and bowled really well. Got, when... s- got Steve Smith four or five times, I think. Yeah, like he was. It was a really good asset to have. It gives you something a little bit different. Um, England obviously trying it with the Overton twins, um, but unfortunately they are farmer cricketers, so it's <laughs> a bit difficult to kind of get what you need out of them, and they're not quite at the heady heights of Jameson. Um, but it's uh, it's good to see it working. And again, did he did he come in for? Did Matt Henry come in for Neil Wagner? So Matt Henry, Matt Henry came, came in, for, in Wagner. for Neil Wagner. Yeah, but oh, Jameson think... got into the team against India at the start of last year. Um, I think because Matt Henry got injured, or or someone got injured, he came, Carl Jameson came in and was just really good. So they were like, "Well, you can carry on playing, then, can't you?" <laughs> he is excellent. Um, should we quickly talk about Pakistan's drops? Um, they uh, after day one, Azarali after he scored ninety three, um, he said, "I think on that wicket we're we're in a good position." Um, and they might have been, but they they dropped I think seven catches and had another one fly between two slip fielders. Uh, the keeper dropped two. Azar Ali dropped two. Sham Masood, I think, dropped two. All of them in in the slips or keeper area. Um, Pakistan, believe it or not, have been the best slip-catching team in the world for the last two years. 
not a great time for that to fall apart. Um, anyone got any advice? But, uh, <laughs> not advice, but that is just classic Pakistan. And it's, it's, it's okay, right? It's okay that we've always talked about the kind of lottery that you get. They're going to go out and do the toy cost. They'll be like, sorry, lads, we're not taking any catches this innings. <laughs> Um, four of the Pakistani bowlers also managed centuries, which is actually more centuries than the New Zealand batsmen. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want you want your spinner to hold up an end, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> not go for naught for 160. Shan Masood, we should spare a particular thought for him. He spent two weeks in quarantine, travelled halfway around the world to score ten zero zero zero, uh, drop a bunch of catches, and review the most. You mean out- you mean ten thousand? <laughs> I scored 10,000. And then review the most out LBW of all time. Um, He did also bowl two overs, which went for 17. (laughs) I didn't notice that. So he's he's minus seven. (laughs) For the tour, that's not a great great job as an opening batsman. Uh, Particularly in New Zealand, because New Zealand, it can be a little bit tricky up front, but those pitches do flatten out and they're... I mean, New Zealand teams in general. I think Bangladesh got about six hundred last year. Uh, it's mm. possible to pile on the runs there. Getting ten across four innings, um, not a great effort from Shan. Um, Pakistan three hundred fifty-four behind with two days to play and nine wickets in hand. Ross, can they get back into the game? Well, I think if um, Rizwan and Fawad Alam get to the crease and they just bat out 650 balls, I think um, that plan will be absolutely perfect. Well, that's only one of the two days. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyone, anyone else like to say, before we move on to, to South Africa v Sri Lanka, um, would anyone else like to say anything about this New Zealand team? Because they are pretty special. I don't think we see them in action for a little while after this as well. Um, yeah, I, I think with, uh, with New Zealand... They've sort of, I mean, it would be ridiculous to say they've come from nowhere, but they sort of very quietly go about their business and we're suddenly looking at them as about to move to top of the test rankings. And the thing with, the, well, the current New Zealand side is that we've known for quite a long time that their bowling unit is top. Like, Bolt, Saudi, Wagner, and now they've got Jameson. Like they've been they've been class for a while. And, um, and then you sort of look at the batting and maybe a couple of holes in the middle order. If you look at the batting now, I mean, it's a little bit skewed because a couple of a couple of them have only played a handful of games. But from uh, number one to number eight, the lowest average is BJ Watling at thirty eight point four, and the rest all average over forty. Jesus, I and mean, that's that's a team. <laughs> that is a solid team. <laughs> So, so I think you're completely right on that, Max. And there's a bit for me now where I said again when I when we research the podcast, I find that you're sitting there, and when you're looking for India, you're on Indian websites. It, when it comes to New Zealand, you're again looking at Kiwi websites. It's difficult for the media in this country to actually cover some of this cricket. You don't see good write-ups on the BBC. And yet at the moment, quite a lot of media people, unfortunately because of COVID, are kind of sitting out of work. You'd kind of hope that they would cover these kind of games in a bit more detail and have a bit more written up about them than what is only on kind of Crick Info. I, I did think that as well. I, I think um, The Guardian, which who, who usually cover cricket reasonably well, didn't have a, a match report at all. For, for the first game, which was a great test match as well. It went down to the last half an hour of day five. Yeah. Um, it had a, a Fawad Alam century, which is a great story. It had like, a bunch of New Zealand runs, Kyle Jameson doing Jameson things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, should we do the other test match and then we'll take a break? 
Sounds good. So good. So we're not going to spend too long on this because um, it wasn't a very good match. Uh, I think I said <laughs> for people who who follow football, I think this was the Crystal Palace one Burnley nil of um, of international cricket. Uh, a heavily depleted Sri Lanka team were completely dismantled by South Africa again. Um, Stars of the show, Anrik Nokia. Uh, eight wickets for the match, not too bad for the big man. Uh, and Dean Elgar managed to score a century yeah, and a not out in the second innings as well. So um, pretty good day for him. Uh, based on what I've seen from Sri Lanka over these two test matches, I don't think there's much reason for England to fear them, is there? Um, I think when you're always playing in your own own backyard, you do have some kind of advantage. And I think England do have their propensity to start quite slowly. Um, so... And it's England. Anything can happen. Um, but I think you're right. It depends on how quickly some of their players recover from those injuries. Um, it was good to see uh, Karuna Ratne back in the runs, though, opening up, as it uh, must be pretty difficult to be a skipper when you go on tours like that and, or you play South Africa like that. Yeah, I, I, it's not. It's a bit of a thankless task, isn't it? Um, did you know as well, we'll, we'll, we'll finish on this point, uh, it's, it's a good one for South Africa. This is the first Test Series win uh, South Africa have achieved since... 2018 which is longer ago than the entire history of this podcast um <laughs> and you wouldn't think it as well would you i mean south africa uh that I feels think, like a long time yeah i always think <laughs> about them as one of the top four test nations and that's um that's two years yeah and i think with all, all the problems going on in south africa cricket at the moment it's it's, it's a it's a good um good way to start 2021 for them uh max uh, just a quick one. When it comes to Sri Lanka and South Africa, um, I'd never actually heard of Wean Mulder. Had you heard of Wean Mulder? No. I'm even saying that right. No. So this, this he is, well, from what I can see, is uh, the South African Darren Stevens. Oh. <laughs> so and he's and he's managed to make it into Test cricket. So I just wanted to bring that up, and I probably said his name wrong, but um, yeah, well done you, mate. Well done you. All right, great. We'll take another quick break, and then we will be back uh, with England. <laughs> Continuing the football bit. So we left you there with Sri Lanka. Um, we'll sort of stay with Sri Lanka uh, for now. So um, the first up in our England-related section, uh, the, the various various aspects of England that are happening at the moment. Um, England have landed in Sri Lanka uh, to start their uh, their tour, which the the first Test match beginning on the fourteenth, I believe, of January. And uh, Moeen Ali has tested positive for coronavirus on landing, so that's that's good, isn't it? The um, the whole England squad being sprayed with disinfectant clearly didn't do the job on that one. Um, I, he had been tested before flying and he was negative, as the whole team were. Um, so, I mean, there's a chance it could be uh, a false positive, like may well have happened with the, the South Africa debacle. Um, but as a result, we've got the whole squad um, being retested today and stuck in their ho- ho- hotel rooms until the results come back, uh, which are expected tomorrow. So by the time people listen to this, they'll probably know exactly what's going on. Uh, but hey, there's a couple couple of people a little worried maybe that we might end up with the tour being cancelled i i would just i'm i'm going to come out here and with with all the authority that i have reassure people that i'm sure that's not going to happen um because i well i mean firstly it it's just you know it's just moan alley so far and if it's if it has spread to other people england did bring seven reserves with them so even if there are like 
a, a little cluster of cases, I think they'll be able to deal with it. It's not like it was in South Africa where there were concerns about the bubble being, uh, uh, well, compromised. This is sort of an internal problem. So I think it'll be all right. And they, you know, they've all arrived now anyway, so they might as well, might as well carry on. It might, it might also be good for the aviation industry. If uh, Moe and Ali had coronavirus on that flight, kind of says flying's all right, doesn't it? <laughs> if no one else gets it. That's exactly what it says, Ross. Good work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my question, I've got a question on this, Max. I, I, I don't know if you've got any details. Um, say Moe and Ali is positive and he yeah. might have spread it to some England players. Did England strategically place players with different skill sets on different areas or different parts of the plane? Um, and... Similarly, like on the bus and the coach and so on, did they make... Because you don't want, for instance, all of your spinners to have COVID when you're in Sri Lanka. You wouldn't <laughs> want all of your batsmen to get it. So what I'm I asking think, is, I think everyone think was through? I think everyone was wearing masks and socially distanced on transport on the way. So uh, the only issue they had was uh, Wokes, was it? Being um, quarantined as a potential close contact because uh, he and Ali got, the, got a car to Heathrow together. So that's the only case where there's that's, been a potential um, close contact. That's not necessarily a question I expected you to have an answer to. So well, well done. Well done. <laughs> it's, Very welcome. It's, it's, it's interesting though. So I was reading an article, I think it was on The, on the Guardian, it was around that England have gone through all of the expense to charter a flight, get all this testing done, put up the hotels, etc. And yet they don't give Moeen Ali and Chris Wokes their own cab to the airport. <laughs> Maybe which they wanted to bit... share. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them no. They're not children. They're gonna. But, uh, they're gonna about to spend three I mean, weeks together as, in Sri Lanka. As far as they know, they're negative, right? Because they've tested before flying. So you know, you need to get your you need to get your test before you get to the airport, I guess. So uh, yeah, it's just one of those one of those things. Whether it was um, you know not not traceable beforehand and is now, or we'll we'll see. But fingers crossed, it'll all be all right. We will we will find out shortly. But I even yeah, even if there are uh, a few more cases, I think it will be all right. They'll they'll have contingency plans and. Um, uh, you know, the worst. I'd say the worst case scenario is maybe the first test gets cancelled, but it's a ten-day quarantine period, so they should all be alright by the by the second test anyway. And then there's uh, ODIs to follow, so I don't think they'll be wanting to miss out on the cricket. Assuming that uh, Mo and Ali was going to play in the first test, um, yeah, which is maybe a bit of an assumption, but um, he was there or thereabouts. Who will now bowl his overs or be drafted in? Was he in for Don Bess or was he in with Don Bess? Is Joe Root now the man? Well, yeah, I'd, uh, that'd be interesting. I think he probably would have played, bearing in mind how well he played in the, well the last time England went to Sri Lanka. He, he had a good series, and I think they were probably um, hoping that he would uh, rekindle that form. Uh, so it will be interesting to see. I, I would expect we'd want double spin at least. Yeah, um, I would. Yeah. I would think you. I, I would think as a minimum you want, and um, that doesn't include Joe Root. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. As a minimum, you'd want a bowler who can spin the ball. Well, you'd want a bo- two bowlers, one who can both spin the ball in opposite directions. That's a really bad way of explaining that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you want Jack Leach and someone else. I, I think, think, yeah. So probably it's probably going to be Leach and Bess, isn't it? Yeah, and I also think you you want this this tour is all about setting England up to go to India, right, and pl- beat India. Not and yeah, Moeen Ali yeah. is an exceptional player of spin. So up against Ashwin Jadeja, he might fare a little bit better in their heads and actually was going to probably be a part of that team. Um, so this is, I think this is quite a big blow to England's plans for the next kind of couple of months. This is how crazy English people are sometimes. They think there's a chance that England are going to beat India in India. 
It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> Not you necessarily, but there are people who think England have got a chance. They don't have a chance. <laughs> well, you, you never know. This could well see the way that Johnny Bairstow is actually a pretty good off spinner. So he's done the wicket keeping, he's done the batting, he's back in the side. He'll do anything for that England shirt. So perhaps off spin is uh, is calling. I actually think he might he might bowl left arm wrist spin. Right. <laughs> so Mo and Ali, I mean, we, we, we've managed to string Mo and Ali out for like seven minutes there. Yeah, we've done quite um, well there. What else? We do take a reasonably contrary view. I mean, lots of people, uh, in two podcasting, lots of people will try and pack as much stuff into the shortest amount of time as possible. Not us. No. Uh, let, it, let it run you never know what gems might be on earth we want as little as possible content to be spread as long as possible throughout the show yeah. hey, was the, uh, would you reckon the taxi was a six seater or a four seater guys or <laughs> do you reckon they were facing each other you was one of those ones where the, they have that, that fold down seat what do you reckon journey times from um, Birmingham to Heathrow are, are, are like now that um, there's obviously less traffic because because anyone who's been around, right, the I'm going to I'm going to knock this one on the head. This has got <laughs> this has got. Out well, of hand. Well, oh, perhaps perhaps they could use a limo. Sit either <laughs> either end of of the bit. Have your cricket bags in the middle. That's a much better way of travelling for them. That is actually a good point. See, get on the get on the phone to the ECB, Ross. I think right, uh, Max. I think there might be a consultant job lined up for you. <laughs> yeah, you, you have the virtual floor. <laughs> okay. Well, well, so that's I mean, it's good. We've covered Moeen Ali and England's coronavirus test in excruciating detail. We'll move on to some slightly uh, light-hearted subjects or perhaps uh, something that's just a bit ridiculous. Apparently, James Anderson wasn't knighted this year in the New Year's Honours list because we are scared that he will get sledged by the Aussies in the ashes. Um, I think, but before... I get into how completely ridiculous that is. We should probably actually appreciate the government for once having some level of foresight, even if it's completely misplaced. Like they they've not been able to anticipate that they maybe need to shut schools uh, a little earlier than well a day after they sent kids back to school because um, there's you know some some virus outside. Uh, but they were able to plan eleven months in advance for the possibility that England might be mentally degraded um, by the Aussies taking well you know some some nightly sledging uh, heading james anderson's way uh just what this is probably the strangest cricket news story that i have read all year it's uh, only in this country could it for, happen for the yeah for the life of me i, I don't understand he denied it i think um so he's not the we we we, we can clear if we believe yeah. his word we can clear jimmy from from this yeah, he said he said he'd not heard of it, but if it is, it's a bit strange. Travesty of a statement. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got a viewpoint. For once, I'm stumped. Yeah, well, I, I think it's really important that you get a uh, a swing bowler as a knight of the realm. I think it's really important to have. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> aside from aside from whether or not he's knighted, like some of the people who do get knighted, I'm not going to question whether or not James Anderson's deserving of one because you know if you're a, if you're a friend of someone, then you're in with a good shout. But like, <laughs> just even even the the concept of it is just like it's it's more embarrassing now that we're worried about someone being made fun of for being a knight than to actually make them a knight. Uh, I I don't think James Anderson could give a shit because he's been to Australia a million times and copped a whole load of 
uh, flack from them. I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll get over it. And also, the Aussies hate Stuart Broad so much that as long as he's there, I don't think they give a shit who else is there anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and no one cares about like he's a bowler anyway. Who sledges bowlers? That never ends well. Yeah, it's yeah. case in point, Mitchell Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's that's that covered. Any anything else from the England camp, Max? Yeah. Well, so the one final thing we've done. Um, We've done one future series. Uh, another future series that we mentioned is uh, England heading to India after the Sri Lanka series. And um, if you want to catch that on TV, you will have to sign up for Disney Plus and pay for a subscription because uh, that's where it's going to be on TV. If, um, if you were wondering, uh, Ross, why some maybe news outlets struggle to cover overseas cricket, this might give you a bit of an indication as to why. Uh, Star Sports... Um, which is owned by Disney, uh, has mm. the rights to all of India's home tests, but usually they sell them on to people overseas. Um, but this time, no one, I, I think no one basically would pay what they were asking for. So I think Sky are sulking a bit because uh, they had a contract with Star Sports that ended a couple of years ago. Um, you could say they've been frozen out. Frozen out. Disney pun, never mind. Jesus. No, it was. Uh, I thought that's what you were going for. It was, yeah, <laughs> tenuous. Do you want um, me to edit that out? Yeah, if you no, could. No, keep, that, keep, keep that straight in. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Star Sports have decided to hang on to the rights and they're going to stream it on their Hotstar platform. Um, so that's mm. uh, oh, Star Sports being a subsidiary of Disney. It's owned by Disney and Disney will be making it available in the UK, the Hotstar content, uh, from the eve of the test series. Um, did you also know Disney actually own ESPN Crick Info? I did know I did that. Know and that, I, yeah. what, what I really appreciate, Max, is your subverted way of reintroducing cricket business, or which is which I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Yeah. Crickbiz, yeah. <laughs> well, as uh, I, I, there's a bit more on that because I obviously, well, aside from the business, the business point of view of whether it's a, a good idea to have uh cricket on like these streaming sites. I don't really know. I don't know what, what the Venn diagram of uh Aristocats lovers looks like compared to cricket fans. But I mean I like both, so maybe, it's, know maybe what? it could work. I how much is it? It's, it's about twelve quid a month. Um yeah. s- sign up for it the day before. Watch loads yeah. of films. Watch all the Disney films in two months and got your money's worth. Yeah. Smash the Mandalorian. Twenty twenty four quid and you you've got all the Disney content yeah. you want and, and a test series. I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, well my girlfriend's actually just bought a Disney Plus membership, so she's not <sighs> gonna be too happy to know that uh, in a couple of months that's being um <laughs> monopolized to watch cricket. <laughs> but I mean uh it's uh, it it is a bit of a a bit of a pain for fans 'cause um I mean it doesn't really help cricket get to a wider audience, does it, by like Wait, smacking it over a load of different it, it, platforms yeah I, I agree i agree with that one max but there's also a bit here where actually it could just it could inspire the next generation of cricketers couldn't it really lots of kids accidentally watching yeah cricket. i want to watch mulan oh what's this yeah oh what, <laughs> did what you say characters? the mumbai test <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah maybe we could get some rogue algorithms going on mm-hmm. J- J- jimmy anderson is doesn't matter about him being knighted he becomes a bollywood film star <laughs> Brettley and the next Brett, star yeah, exactly. in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's annoying. It's annoying, basically. Yeah, isn't it? but um, yeah. So it could get worse, though, right? So we got we got um, the Shrankers on Sky, yep. and India's on Disney, um, and then there's the Ashes later in the year, which are apparently being now hotly contested by BT, who have currently got the Australian cricket, and Amazon. 
who are trying to get their teeth stuck into uh, another sporting venture. So they're not content with streaming Premier League games that are so delayed that the BBC Sport app gets the goal updates before the wow. goal happens. Um, they've there yeah, they're going in for that. They've got uh, they've got rights to New Zealand cricket in India for the next five years, which is a bit Hot niche. That, yeah. that, well, I mean, it's a bit niche, but it is probably. I mean, I imagine New Zealand will get smashed in India, but I am interested yeah. to see to see what will happen. But that's I mean, that's their first foray into um, the Indian cricket market, so that's that will be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with the IPL on Amazon. I um, wouldn't hate that in the not too different, not too distant future. Yeah, I, uh, so I I watch it on I watch it on Sky Go on my laptop. Yeah, and, well, and that's that that was annoying. the one thing actually yeah. that I was thinking about. Um, uh, sort of, yeah. The streaming sites taking some of the cricket stuff is that it is quite a good thing, especially sort of the longer formats, to just like have on a tablet with you while you're doing other stuff, mm. and that's a lot easier to do with things like uh, Amazon and and Disney. And yeah, can't wait for Netflix to get involved too. I mean, that fundamentally is the problem with cricket, isn't it? It's, it's the, you need to know too much about cricket to watch it casually. So you can never just have the cricket like with football. We've, it's been quite a football-heavy episode, this, hasn't it? But, <laughs> but with football, you can put the football on the TV and people who don't really like or know that much about football can still play along, can't they? You've got, yeah. you've got to kick the thing in the net. With cricket, yeah. with test cricket, that's not an option. You can't casually have the test cricket on. Um, you, if, if I want to put the test cricket on in, in my house, I have to be the only one or I have to watch it on my laptop. Um, yeah, or with, answer a lot of questions. So we're, I'm already at that stage anyway, and and it's not. I'll, I'll tell you, it's not that much of a big deal. Let other people, they, other people can have the TV. Put I'd, I'd quite on. like to have. I'd, I'd quite like to have a selection of test matches available on demand, just to put on. If I wake up, haven't seen the latest test match or the, the all the all the days cricket between Australia and India, that's I'd love not, to have that yeah. on. Maybe that's. Um, I think I think Sky might already do that for some of their stuff. Anyway, we've talked aimlessly about. Um, English cricket TV rights, the English cricket TV rights situation. Now, yes. for so if, if, if you need if you need our top level consultancy, please get in touch. <laughs> as, uh, we'll be able to. <laughs> we haven't been able to bring anything as genius as the limo um, to to the debate. Uh, I think Jared, we spoke to Jared Kimber a few weeks ago, and he said they should package Test cricket as one product to sell it to to whoever, or have. Um, uh, cricket TV, like they have for most American sports, you can buy like the NFL package or the Major League Baseball package, and um, you pay the organisation directly, and mm. then you can stream yeah. it on, on your on your thing. I mean, that, that would be that, that would of, be the ideal. Yeah, but, I mean that works well for American sports. Obviously, it's all it's just yeah that it's one country, isn't it? You, you're a bit you, you struggle a bit when you've got the the three big names in cricket trying to take their slice of the pie. Yeah, but that's that's their fault. Like they they'd still make all the money that they're currently making, and probably more by packaging it properly, like like a, a real sport. <laughs> but they won't do that anyway. Nope. That's what they should do. That's the actual insight. Um, there's one other thing. <laughs> there's one other thing, Max, and it sounded like you were wrapping up, so I'm going to jump in. Uh, Joe yep, Root confirmed that Butler will wicket keep for Sri Lanka. Uh, should we give a twenty second hot take on that each, and then wrap up the show, starting with Max? Uh, why? <laughs> But why are we starting with you? Because I no, start why? with someone, don't I? Why? Like, <laughs> why? I can't, why? I can't do why it all we not, Why are we not making our best wicketkeeper keep wicket in Sri Lanka like he did last time and did really well? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, this is what the argument I don't get. So we're happy to bring Bairstow back because he plays spin well, but we're not happy to give our best wicketkeeper the wicketkeeping gloves because there's another wicketkeeper there already. 
Well, 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 let's leave him on that conundrum and we'll come back next week with, uh, <laughs> with a preview of England versus Sri Lanka. Yeah, it'll be loads of England stuff. Obviously, we'll be talking about India um, v Australia Test 3 and maybe a bit of Test 4 as well. Uh, but we will, we'll be getting our teeth into the... Um, the, the what, where, who are they playing? Sri Lanka. <laughs> the the, the, the soon-to-be-cancelled <laughs> yeah. tour of Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah. there's, right. there's a lot of cricket on at the moment. I, I like it. Yeah, no, it is good. Um, is, are, have you got any messages? Would anyone like to give any messages to our listeners? Max, Ross? Follow us at the Cricket Pod. See you later. Bye. <laughs>